Yo, 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 what's going on, good people? Today is Monday, March 21st, 2022. Time is 10.07 a.m. Eastern Time. You're on with another episode of The Bridge. Get out with Big Ron Brown, Big Kush, King Kush is all the same. Here bring you my humble opinion about things that's going on in our everyday lives, mainly sports, music, politics, current events on a local, national, and global level. Things that's going on in our everyday lives. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Big deals, big deals, big deals. Uh, we got major deals that went down in the NFL with free agency. We're going to get into some March Madness scores with the brackets. A lot of brackets I know have been bust. Uh, we're going to definitely talk about the descent. Um, we're going to definitely talk about um, the war that's going on in Belgium. I mean, the war that's going on in Ukraine. Uh, car crash in Belgium. Um, mass shooting that happened in Arkansas. And we're definitely going to talk about um, some local news and everything that's going on in our everyday lives. But right now, we're going to start with um, as we start off all the time, episode 107 of the Bridge. Going to start off with COVID, um, COVID and vaccine updates. As of right now, uh, over there are 79.6 million cases of COVID here in the United States. Over 970,000 people have died as a result of COVID. 559 million cases, billion doses of vaccines have been given out. 217 million people have been fully vaccinated at a rate of 65.9 percent. I'll read those numbers again. 970,000 people, over 970,000 people have died as a result of COVID. 79.6 million cases of COVID here in the United States. 559 million doses have been given. 217 million fully people have been fully um, vaccinated, which is at a rate of 65.9%. I know here in the uh, city of Philadelphia, masks are just relegated to public transportation. If you go into hospitals, I know Temple University says that they um, they're going to lift the mask mandate only to classrooms or important um, or meet business meetings of that nature. But I'll say it again. I'll say it once, and I'll say it again. The only way that we are going to be able to keep this mask mandate as it is now and keep lowering it is if people go get vaccinated. That's it. Go get vaccinated. If you've been vaccinated, please go get the booster shot. This is the only way the numbers are going to stay where they're at. This is the only way the mask mandates get lowered um, where we're able to do things that we normally do. So, people, please, if you have not gotten vaccinated, please go get vaccinated. If you have been vaccinated, please go get the booster shot as soon as you possibly can. This is the only way that we are going to be able to combat this virus and deal with this virus. I want to get into the war in Ukraine right now. This situation is hmm, situation is more more is more is more critical by the minute. Says Russia is bombing cities and every ten minutes. It's just we're now in a month going on a month of this war that's going on in Ukraine. President Biden announced that he um, additional eight hundred million was given to Ukraine forces. To help them in this war in Ukraine, um, that 800 million included ammunition, guns, drones, uh, missiles, uh, AR-15s, handguns, shotguns. Probably got guillotines and hatchets. So I mean, the partridges in the pear tree. So you name it. It's basically saying um, I'm looking at CNN right now. Said a Ukrainian officer bombs are falling literally every every. 10 minutes in Ukraine. Um, President Biden also last, last week called Putin a war criminal, and I mean, how could he not call him? That's nothing but 
complete and total truth. Putin is a war criminal. Sanctions should be coming against Russia for centuries. This is something that can never, that should never be forgotten. And it's, how do you forget that? I mean, you're attacking civilians. You're attacking houses. You're attacking apartment complexes, schools. You're bombing hospitals and nursing homes. And any, it doesn't matter if you're in a big city, small town, wherever, whatever part in the world. When you're attacking hospitals and nursing homes, those are the most vulnerable people in any section of the world. And this man is bombing them and killing them. You have elderly people who are forced to live and walk dozens, if not hundreds of miles to escape. You have nearly a million Ukrainian people have to be dis- dispersed from their homeland because of this war. It's just like I said, yes, Putin is a war criminal. And sanctions should be coming down by the minute, every single day. This was an unnecessary war. I pray my condolences go out to the people who are victims, not only in, of course, in Ukraine, but the people who are innocent in Russia who didn't want anything to do with this war, who are in fear for their lives if they speak up against this war, who speak up against Putin. And it's just my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to the innocent people in both of those countries because this is, another, this is a bell you cannot ring. This is something that, yes, he is a war criminal. He's a war criminal. These are war crimes. He, that there should be sanctions upon sanctions upon sanctions. And anybody that benefited from it, anybody that was attached to it, anybody that supported it, I, I, I don't see how you sleep at night. I don't see how you look yourself in the mirror and do this to these innocent people because of greed and because of power. And that's basically what it always comes down to. So, yes, he is a war criminal, but that's just my humble opinion because how could, how could, how could you not classify it anything but a war criminal? And it's just, it's, and how do you forgive that? I am a man of faith. I am a man of God, and I have a relationship with God. I talk to God every day, and it's just something it's like, how do you forgive people that do certain things and hurt innocent people? It's just it's hard. I know we have to forgive people, but it's hard. It's not easy. And when you do things like this in the name of greed and corruption and power, it's just despicable, man. Despicable. Wanted to get into some other worldly news that's going on that we that they were talking about. Uh, my thoughts and prayers definitely go out for the people of Japan. They were hit with a 7.3 earthquake over the weekend. I believe four people were killed because of that. Um, don't know if they had a tsunami. That happened from that situation, but definitely my thoughts and prayers going out to the people of Japan that suffered through that earthquake. Also, saw this morning where a plane crashed in China that was carrying over 132 passengers on board the plane. Uh, they don't know exactly how many fatalities are in that plane crash, but you have a plane crash of that when you have any type of crash, especially a plane crash with so many people are either hurt or killed. It's just my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to those victims. Um. Of the worldly news that I saw, four people were dead in the car crash. Well, a car crash in a group of people in Belgium. I don't know if it was at a, if a festival was going on. This was this is just a regular day, and people were just out and about, and this car crashed into people. Uh, four dead as a result of that car crash. So my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to the people in that plane crash in China. My thoughts and prayers go out to the people of that car crash in um in Belgium. All right. Yeah, definitely, my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to those people. Um, 
want to get into, of course, some uh, NBA scores, some action in the association known as the NBA, and we're definitely going to get into some March Madness scores. Uh, so let's get into some action in the NBA from yesterday. Let's get into some scores real quick. Uh, uh, San Antonio Spurs, my Spurs were victorious over the Golden State Warriors, 110 to 108. Uh, Steph Curry, I believe they said Steph Curry is out for the remainder of the season with a spring foot. I don't think he had any, uh, no bones were broken or anything, but he is definitely out for the remainder of the regular season. I think there's about two solid weeks left in the regular season before the playoffs start. I don't know exactly what seating the uh, Warriors are in at this time, but they are definitely going to miss Steph Curry on the court for the remainder of the regular season. But with that being said, my San Antonio Spurs, Take them down 110 to 108. Indiana Pacers defeated Portland Trailblazers 129 to 98. The Memphis Grizzlies defeated the Houston Rockets 122 to 98. The New Orleans Pelicans defeated the Atlanta Hawks 117 to 112. The Orlando Magic defeated the Oklahoma City Thunder 95 to 80. Phoenix Suns defeated Sacramento Kings in overtime 127 to 124. Utah Jazz defeated the New York Knicks 108-93. Boston Celtics defeated the Denver Nuggets 124-104. And the uh, Toronto Raptors defeated the Philadelphia 76ers 93-88. In March Madness, a lot of brackets are being busted because of the games that happened over the weekend. Uh, Houston defeated Illinois 68-53. Villanova defeated Ohio State 71-61. Duke defeated Michigan State. 85 to 76. Congratulations to Coach K. That was his 1,200 win of all time. 1,200 wins. That is a lot of basketball. That is a lot of victories. So congratulations to Coach K and the Duke Blue Devils defeating Michigan State. They will be moving on to the Sweet 16. Iowa State defeated Wisconsin 54 to 49. Notre Dame, uh, Texas Tech was Texas Tech defeated Notre Dame 59 to 53. Auburn was defeated by Miami, 79-61. Purdue defeated Texas, 81-71. And Arizona in overtime defeated TCU, uh, 85-80. I also saw in um, other the other games where this St. Peter's is definitely the Cinderella over the weekend. I think they defeated Kentucky. They moved on to the Sweet 16. Their head coach, this is the first time that St. Peter's um, has been in the Sweet 16, the first time since 2000 that a school from New Jersey will be represented in the tournament, and that school was Seton Hall. And how? And the, um, the caveat, the bridge to that situation is that um, the head coach of the St. Peter's team was the starting point guard on the Seton Hall team the last time a team from New Jersey played in the um, March Madness tournament. So, uh, St. Peter's is definitely in the Cinderella team of this tournament, as it seems, because they defeated a blue blood in Kentucky and they defeated another uh, the other team to get to the Sweet 16. So March Madness, you gotta love this time of year. Definitely looking forward to next weekend and um, the games that are coming up next weekend. And um, I forgot in women's scores, real quick. Uh, Creighton defeated Iowa 64 to 62. Maryland defeated FG. CU 89 65. South Carolina defeated Miami 49 33. Uh, Texas defeated Utah 78 56. Uh, South Dakota, I think this is their first time getting to the Sweet 16 in the women's in the women's side of the uh, of the games. 
They defeated Baylor 61-47. Louisville defeated Gonzaga 68-59. Iowa State defeated Georgia 67-44. And Stanford defeated Kansas 91-65. So both sides, men's and women's, exciting time to be a basketball fan this time of year. Both men's and women's sports are great, and I mean March Madness is definitely the best. If you're a basketball fan, this is the best time of year to be a basketball fan, through and through. All right, let's get into some football news. Major, 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 major deals were done last week. Uh, first, I want to announce that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will be leaving Fox and moving over to ESPN to be the host of Monday Night Football. Uh that is a major, major um, step for them. If you, I remember um, watching Monday Night Football growing up, it was always Al Michaels, Frank Gifford, and Dan Deardorff. But back in the day, you remember the team of Howard Cosell, uh, Howard Cosell, and Dandy Don Meredith. So, if you're a, the host of Monday Night Football, if you're an announced sports announcer, being the host of Monday Night Football is one of the highest honors that you can that you can ever. That's 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 up there. That's the upper echelon of being a sports commentator and a sports announcer is being the host of Monday Night Football. So, two newest um, people will be Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. So, that is a major major deal with them because they've been ho- they've been hosting games together for over 20 years, and now to leave Fox and go to Monday Night Football that is definitely huge for them. Um, other news I want to get into real quick. Von Miller signed a six-year, $120 million deal with the Buffalo Bills. I believe $45 million of it was guaranteed. Uh, Von Miller, two-time Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, of course, when he won with the Broncos. He'll be 33, if I'm not mistaken, sometime this season. Has over 111 sacks. So he is definitely going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, and it looks like he will be finishing his career with the Buffalo Bills. So Bills Mafia. Say, I mean, hey, listen. Von Miller, you know what you're getting. He's that type of player. You don't need him to come in and get 18 to 20 sacks a season. What you need him for is late in the ball game, especially in December and January if you're in the playoffs. And you need that sack. You need those three to five plays that's going to determine the game. Von Miller is that guy. He did it for the Rams. He did it for an entire career with the Broncos. And now he's taking it to Bills, Mafia, and Buffalo. So Western New York, Niagara Falls, that area, you know exactly what you're getting when you get Von Miller. He's, he's going to be the person that's going to wreck things. So congratulations to him on getting that big deal. Um, Devontae Adams, <laughs> less than a week after Aaron Rodgers signed a three-year, $150 million deal, and Devontae Adams saw that he was he got his money. Well, he apparently turned down a, a deal to re-sign with the Green Bay Packers, and he was traded to the Las Vegas Raiders. And he signed a six-year, $141 million deal with the Raiders. He's going to be reunited with um, a college um, friend, uh, Derek Carr, because they both played at Fresno State together. I think this is the largest wide receiver deal in NFL history. Six years, $141 million deal. So, I mean, no state income tax. You get away from the frigid tundra of Lambeau Field to go play in the warm, sunny weather of uh, Las Vegas, you're in a dome, climate, climate control, you get to go out with you, you get to hang out, you get to, uh, and Derek Carr, he may not be on Aaron Rodgers' level, but he ain't too bad, he ain't too shabby, and they have a history, because like I said, 
they won. They played together at Fresno State, and they put up a lot of numbers at Fresno State. So not a bad deal for Devontae Adams. And now we're definitely going to see how good Mr. Rogers is without Devontae Adams because Devontae has been productive since the moment he came into the league, especially in the last two to three years. I would say if it wasn't for Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers might not be MVP because a lot of those productions, a lot of those yards and catches and touchdowns was received by Devontae Adams. So we're definitely going to see how good he is. Matthew Stafford, he signed a four-year, $160 million deal, $135 million of the guarantee to stay with the Los Angeles Rams. Um, this was a foregone. This was foregone with me because he left everything in Detroit to come to Los Angeles, and in one year, he completely uh, he he might be considered for the Hall of Fame because of everything that happened his first year in Los Angeles. Uh, his production didn't slow down, and he led the team to a Super Bowl. This was this was the man uh, coming into before last year had maybe I don't even think he had a playoff win. And now he won three straight playoff games and won the ultimate in the Super Bowl. So he will definitely finish his career as a Los Angeles Ram. And if he continues on this trajectory, might be in the Hall of Fame because his numbers are there. The only thing that was missing was his success in the postseason. So him signing that deal, he will finish out his career with the Los Angeles Rams. And with the weapons that they have and the system that they have and the coach and the scheme and the um, players that he has around him, it wouldn't surprise me that. Uh, his trajectory is going to put him in the Hall of Fame one day. So Matthew Stafford is staying with the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, and then the coup de grace deals. Uh, Deshaun Watson, he was courted by several teams, Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, uh, Atlanta Falcons, and Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, everybody thought was the dark horse. Uh, Cleveland Browns turns out to be the team that he waived his no trade clause for, and he decided, I want to be a Cleveland Brown. So Houston traded him to the Cleveland Browns, and Deshaun Watson then signed a five-year, $230 million deal with the Cleveland Browns. And let me tell you, this deal, all of it, was fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. $230 million of it, fully guaranteed, fully, all of it, fully guaranteed. I think the Browns, they say they did their due diligence. They didn't research and investigated everything as far as the legal situation goes with the 22 uh, civil suits against him. But I say, I think they said Deshaun Watson is only, what, 25, 26 years old. This guy could change our franchise forever. And I think there's still a suspension that is pending. From the NFL, he did not play at all last year, but I think there's still a suspension coming this year. But I think I guess the Cleveland Browns said we've gone through 15, 20 different starting quarterbacks in the last 20 years. This is the guy that we want. We believe this guy can turn our franchise around. What's one more year? And Baker Mayfield is now on the trading block. He did request a trade after they met with Deshaun Watson, but he is definitely officially on the trading block now. So uh, I heard Indianapolis may be a suitor. Maybe New Orleans, maybe on Seattle. Yet to be seen, but we haven't got any news yet. So fully guaranteed. Two hundred and thirty million dollars. Fully guaranteed. My God. That's pretty much all I got to say about that. Congratulations to LeBron James over the weekend. LeBron James, um, second all time regular season scoring, passing Carl Malone. He now sits second behind the captain. 
Captain Scott Hood, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. There's only one man sitting in front of him. Not bad for a guy that they said is not a true scorer. That's what the that's what the experts say. But LeBron James, in my opinion, is the best all-around NBA player I've ever seen when it comes to scoring, when it comes to rebounding, when it comes to assists. Uh, his game is he's not thinking about himself, but still, that's that's a, that's a, a service to him. I salute him for staying healthy. It's definitely something to attribute to his longevity, but availability is the best ability because it doesn't matter how talented you are. It doesn't matter how fundamentally sound you are. If you can't stay healthy, we'll never get a chance to see it. So availability is the best ability. And for LeBron James to be 37 years old, he'll be 38 in December, to be in the league 19 going on 20 years and still playing at a high level that he's playing on, it's remarkable. And one thing about it, we know year in and year out, LeBron is going to do whatever he needs to do to stay in shape. Hopefully he stays healthy. And I believe sometime next season, early next season, probably before the All-Star game, he will own the all-time regular season scoring record. He will pass Kareem sometime next season. But congratulations on passing Carl Malone. That's a lot of scoring. That's a lot of points. Carl Malone did some work. And for Carl Malone, I think, retired in 2000. 2004, 2004, 2005, something like that. So for that record, for him to be in second place all these years, and you think about the great scores that have came in his league, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Allen Iverson, uh, Dirk Nowitzki, uh, you think about the great scores, and Karl Malone stood second for that amount of time. And you think about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is still the all-time leading scorer. The man retired in 1989. 1989, that record has stood for 32, 33 years. And it's finally about to be eclipsed after 33 years. That record stood. So congratulations to LeBron, two all-time, and by the All-Star game, probably before the All-Star game next year, he will pass Kareem. So congratulations to him on now the second all-time leading score in NBA history. Um, Jesse Smollett was released from jail last week. I mean, a couple of days ago. Um, that whole situation. Hopefully, Jesse learns. Jesse Smollett learns from it because it seems like it was basically a plea for attention. Look at me. Notice me. I don't. I don't know, but. He was released from jail, so hopefully he's able to move on with his life, do what he needs to do, and get get his acting thing back on track again because this whole situation has just been crazy. But he was released from prison, probably be on house arrest, probation. Hopefully he'll be able to do it, do what he needs to do in order to get himself together, get his life together. So um, local news. Uh, also, I want to get into it real quick. Um, car show in Arkansas, they said one person had, was a mass shooting at a car show in a town about 90 miles outside of Little Rock. Uh, one person was shot and killed. 28 people were injured. From what I saw, the guy on the um, that was representing the car show said, we've been doing this 15 plus years, never had an incident, never had anything happen. This was the first time it happened, and it was for a good cause. Um, I don't know if they caught the shooter. I don't know how many people were involved, but one person was killed as a result. 28 people were injured. So my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to those people that were in that mass shooting in Arkansas. And earlier this morning here in Philadelphia, my thoughts and prayers definitely go out 
to the two state troopers on I-95 who were assisting a guy who was, they were trying, there was uh, two civilians, it was two state troopers and one civilian that was struck and killed in a car crash on I-95. They were trying to get the man off the interstate. I guess he was walking on the interstate or walking near the interstate, and a car came along and crashed into them, and so uh, two state troopers were killed, and the civilian, I believe, was killed, so uh, my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to their family, his, their, their families and their loved ones, because that's just that's just a tragic situation all around. Didn't get their names, but I'm pretty sure they'll be released uh, later sometime this week. But my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to them. And I want to say, uh, last but not least, rest in peace to John Clayton from ESPN. Uh, John Clayton was a uh, journalist who first reported for Pittsburgh Steelers back in the day. I believe he signed on with ESPN in the 90s. Uh, John Clayton, I can remember so many Sunday mornings on before NFL countdown and sports reporters with uh, John Saunders and Dick Schaff, uh, them bringing their knowledge of the game and just the updates, the key updates right before the game started, uh, what was going on with the different teams and everything. And uh, his commercial for the ESPN is one of the funniest of all time. Uh, but he was very uh, educational, informal, informative. He gave you key updates. He had a sense of humor, and he was just one of those guys that when you saw his name, when you saw his face on TV or you saw his name next to the report, it was keen, crisp information, spot on, and you knew exactly what you were getting. Like I said, when I, I used to watch sports reporters every Sunday morning, um, right before Sunday NFL countdown on ESPN. So that was just. One, he was one of those fixtures on ESPN, exactly like like Chris Berman was. He was one of those guys you looked for because you knew the information that you were going to get from him was going to be spot on and dead on. So I uh, definitely want to say rest in peace to John Clayton. I'm also seeing now on on CNN, Katanji Brown Jackson is going. Her hearing is coming up at 11 a.m. to see if she will be on the Supreme Court. So I'm definitely pulling for her and hopefully she will get that spot. Um, we all come from different races, backgrounds, cultures, places, and statuses, but we are more alike than we are different. We can see each other as human, find common ground and interest, begin to pick each other's brain, and dig into the core of each other respectfully and peacefully. Only then can we begin to heal each other and truly bridge the gap between all of us. It's another episode of The Bridge. Get out with Big Ron Brown, Big Kush, King Kush. I'm going to be posting this onto Anchor Podcast. I will also post this to my Twitter page, and to my Facebook page. Um, people, if you haven't gotten vaccinated, please go do so. If you have gotten vaccinated, go get the booster shot, praying for the people of the Ukraine, praying for the people here in Philadelphia, praying for the people all across this country, all across the world, because we need prayer. And I'm a firm and true living testimony that prayer does change the thing. And Lord Jesus, let your will be done. So with that being said, I will talk with you guys next week. Until then, stay safe and have a good one. Peace.